Happy Tuesday, everybody. It's D. It's the Under Review Show. The aftermath of the weekend is upon us. This is where we open our wallets and our hearts and bare our souls to you with what went down during the weekend of sports betting. Under Review Show, of course, brought to you by the good people of Bet Online. BetOnline.ag. Head there now. Use promo code REVIEW. Get extra money in your account when you sign up with us. I'm joined by two um, of the smartest individuals ever to be on this podcast. In fact, <laughs> the only two individuals to ever be on this podcast. They are uh, they're, they're the two. Eric Rosenthal, my man. Uh, E.R., um, if you want, if you know him closely. How do you do, my friend? How was your weekend? Are you recovering? I am doing amazing because the Green Bay Packers came through for me. And I'm very, very happy about that. They uh, beat up on the Dallas Cowboys. It was a great weekend of NFL football and some college, too. So uh, I'm happy about that. Happy to be on the show. And thanks for the compliment. I, I like that. I was one of the smartest people ever to be on this show. But I don't know how many people have even been on. So I don't know if it's too big of a compliment. Two. You mm-hmm. and, uh, well, and the Fife Dog, Sean Pfeiffer. You're here as well. I, I am here. And uh, listen, I'm, I'm taking it. I'm taking what he's putting out for us, Eric. We're, I mean, regardless, we don't need to talk about the specifics. We don't need to talk about how many people have been on the show or some of the smartest people that have ever been on the this show. Semantics. I'm going to take it and run with it. Nobody yeah. cares other than like this yeah. is a good thing. It's good. Yeah, it's a great thing. Great thing. Uh, great to be here. Can't wait to talk about week six. Yeah, guys. Uh, let's talk a bit about week six here. Uh, Teesburger went down. Teesburger failed again. Boys, it was my fault again. That's pretty crazy. Hey. Who'd have thunk it? But let's talk about what, what didn't fail. Let's, why, do we, why do we have to start with something so dumpy and lame? Let's start with a positive. Eric Rosenthal, what was your pick for the cheeseburger and how did it do? I took the Green Bay Packers from a plus three and a half point underdogs up to plus ten and a half point underdogs. Didn't need the points. Could have actually uh, had it go the other way. It was such a blowout. Green Bay destroyed Dallas. Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, and the defense uh, took it to Dak Prescott, who had Zero yards on third down passing the entire game. Uh, what a stat that was. Uh, he just couldn't do anything on the field. So undefeated for me on the season with my cheeseburgers. Uh, now 4-0, and and I'm, uh, I'm liking it. I don't know why we haven't won because uh, my Packers came through. Uh, every bet I've made this all season has come through. So I'm wondering what's going on. Yeah, I mean, can we talk a little bit about the beatdown? Wasn't Dallas the hottest team in the NFC yeah. about two weeks ago? Can we talk a bit about yeah. what the hell went down but- there? According to Twitter, they were actually going to win the Super Bowl this year. Oh, yeah. But Twitter Twitter had they already won the Super Bowl on Twitter, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Here's I, I think what, that that's right. Yeah. Here, here's what happened. They beat the New York Giants with Eli Manning. <laughs> they beat the Redskins with – I can't even remember who was quarterback back then. Forget. <laughs> four weeks ago. And they beat the Miami Dolphins. Like You and I, uh, us three, could be the quarterback, running back, and receiver and beat the Miami Dolphins. So I give no credit to the Cowboys for those wins. I knew it was fool's gold. I knew the Packers were the better team. And uh, they went in there and took care of business. On a Dallas team that Aaron Rodgers consistently destroys, whether it's the playoffs, regular season, whenever it is, it was a, it was a free win, a, f- a free bet uh, that, that we got on our cheeseburger. Okay. A free <laughs> freebie. Uh, five. anything to weigh in on that, on that deplorable Cowboys team that looked like, I mean, Okay, maybe maybe they they weren't as good as they look. A lot of teams are, right? A lot of teams like you know you play against a shitty team and you you come out and you look you look better than you actually are. And I think 
most people can gauge that. But did we think that they were going to be like they weren't even in the game? They weren't even no, in no. in this at yeah. all. And Green Bay, Green Bay's pretty good. They're better than we thought, but they just got absolutely destroyed at home. Yeah, guys, we're burying the lead. Eric, I'm disappointed in you. No Devonte Adams in the game. Not like <laughs> you take away arguably the top ten wide receiver in the entire NFL and. You still do what you did to the Cowboys in Arlington. Like that game was one of the most fun as the biggest, the largest cowboy hater on the universe. It was just so much fun to watch. And I'm sure for you too, Eric, as a Packers fan, it felt good. But how about Aaron Jones in that game? Aaron Jones found himself and, you know, you hate to see injuries. We saw the week before with Williams going out, but Aaron Jones, 19 carries for 107 yards with four touchdowns. He also led the team in receptions with seven catches in 75 yards. The guy just absolutely took over in this matchup. And and, the ironic thing about all this, Dallas Cowboys came in as a top five defensive front. They, they were really good all season at stopping the rush. But I think a lot of that had to do with the previous matchups that Eric just alluded to. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't give Aaron Jones that much credit. It was the Dallas Cowboys. Like, come on. That's who he did it against. It's not, it's not that hard. <laughs> I mean, they, they have, I mean, very respectable linebackers and a very respectable front seven. I I think you have, to give, you have to give some credit to Aaron Jones, Eric. You have to. Eh. I mean, eh. I, I didn't give... The Cowboys credit for beating the Dolphins. I don't give Packers credit for beating the Cowboys. It was an easy win, no problem. They had never So you're saying the league should be actually split into like a league like one and league one B. One A and one B. Right? And then and it should be like the the wins against the one B team should just not count or count as like point two five of a win. Right? Yeah. And then and then and that would help your power ranking so much where it, it it just doesn't say you're beating up on people. Well, the Patriots are like running, running like rampant on teams, but they haven't actually played a professional football team yet this entire season. Um, so they, they would, in fact, not be five and zero oh right now. They would be two and a half and zero. Oh, you know, by yeah. by yeah. actual standards. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. Or or one point two five and zero oh, maybe. Yeah. I feel like, like that. that's even more correct. I feel like that's more accurate. Reflects their record though, because, uh, once again, yeah, they're trouncing teams and they're not even looking that good when they're trouncing teams. Uh, five, they were your pick in the cheeseburger. Let's talk about it. Yeah. My, my pick in the cheeseburger was the same pick that I've had for the last three weeks. And ironically, we've, we've won the last three weeks on this team. When I've teased them, I'm deciding if I'm going to go back to the well, we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the podcast, but the new England Patriots just week after week. I mean, they keep getting these cupcake matchups first Miami. Now they got Washington this week in what looked very clearly early on in the week. Like it was going to be Gruden's farewell game. And obviously it was he, they were not really in a good place to win this game. And the Patriots just like we knew that they would do took complete advantage of them. They needed to cover by eight. For the tees, <laughs> they won 33 to 7. So this was a shellacking, and it was uh, another spot where the Patriots, for the third week in a row, covered the tees. Uh, yeah, and I mean, let's look, I, I, do, I don't know if you watched the game, but the Patriots struggled offensively in the first half. <laughs> Yeah, they did. Like pretty they badly. Did. Washington's just so bad. And that's why I'm laughing to myself because they, they just like 
the Patriots played like a D plus game, right? Like they didn't play a good game in my estimation. Their defense did, but again, look at who they were playing against. I I think a D plus effort, maybe even a D minus effort, maybe even an F plus effort is good enough to beat the Washington Redskins. And that's just it. It, it, You know, it depends who it's from in the F plus effort, but you're absolutely right. It was, and and I could, you can honestly say a a few of these wins, I mean, hey, the Bills... I haven't anointed them as legit yet, but they're feeling pretty legit. Um, and that was a real tough win um, for the Patriots to squeak out, albeit on the road, albeit, you know, a, a good defense. But they didn't look good at all in a game that they needed to win. So, I mean, we, we have to say that the Patriots are, are pretty damn good. I don't know if they're 5-0 and good. Um, I don't know if they're they're like AFC running through the AFC right now and kicking home field. That's what everybody, all the, all the Pats homers, you know, said KC loses, and all of a sudden the Patriots just uh, that sealed home field for them to the rest of the playoffs. But they got a tough schedule. They got some real teams, actual football teams to to play in the next couple of weeks, and uh, and we we can get into that. Um, there was one portion of the che- cheeseburger. Of course, it was my end of the cheeseburger, um, and uh, it was my Costanza tease. Okay, I Costanzaed myself. Right, I said. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I don't. I don't believe the Cleveland Browns are a good team. I believe they're overhyped. I believe they're just like on the precipice of hurtling into what they have always been, and that's mediocrity. Not that they can't get good eventually, but everyone's anointed them as the next champions of the universe immediately because they signed a bunch of people. It takes time to get good in the league that is the NFL, and um, and I felt that. And then so I costanzed myself because I was on a two T's losing streak, and I said I'm going to flip it. Teased them up to 10. Um, and uh, guess what happened? They got shellacked, boys. Absolutely stanked um, on, on prime time, too. Uh, Eric, talk to me about, A, what's going on with this team, and uh, how good are the 49ers? I don't know if the 49ers are that good. Mm. Uh, I think they might be, but I need some more evidence to see that. They beat up on some some bad teams, similar, like the, similar to the Cowboys. I mean, they beat in Tampa Bay. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and a Cleveland team that looked just just terrible uh, multiple times this year. We saw them get shellacked by Tennessee. Uh, they didn't look very good against the Rams. Um, so I, I don't know if this Browns team is any good. But I, I believe in the 49ers. I believe in Kyle Shanahan. I don't think they're an elite upper echelon team. I think they've you know if if they had gone on the road at the Chiefs, at the Patriots, and at the Packers already, they might be you know two and two or one and three. We might be talking badly about them. So. Um, I think they're an above-average team. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I like them before the season. I like Kyle Shanahan. Um, but I, I'm not buying in too much yet. But they were able to beat up a, on a bad Browns team. Who uh, is Baker Mayfield? Is is he? Is he? A, is he a bust? I mean, are we starting to talk about bust territory? Like that's is that too early? Like he does not look like an NFL quarterback right now. He's got Odell Beckham Jr. He's got Jarvis Landry. He's got weapons. I, I don't know what's going on there. You know what he doesn't have though, Eric. He doesn't have an offensive I, line. Doesn't have an offensive line. His offensive line has just been terrible. So I think a lot of that has to do with the O line. If you don't have time in the pocket, I mean, it's it's a tough life out there in the NFL, right? But isn't he and supposed I, to be the guy that, that just gets it, it done? He just gets it done. He just gets his wins games. Isn't that a thing that mm-hmm. happens? No, that's not a thing. Oh yeah, you're right. It is not a thing. <laughs> it's not a thing. It's not a thing. You need other things. Uh, but but continue. I I need to. I want to talk more about this. Like his is, I don't know if you guys believe in like stats and QBR and all that crap. A guy that's flying this far above the radar um, should not have the lowest QB, QBR rating in football. 
You think uh, Odell Beckham Jr. needs Eli Manning back? His legendary quarterback. Hall, I mean, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. <laughs> Hall of Famer. He stuck, he stuck with Baker Mayfield. He can't do anything on offense anymore. He's had two terrible games in a row. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with that guy. Are you, are you telling me the writing on the wall is Odell's going to get two different quarterbacks fired within two years? I don't think that's going to happen, but uh, he might get himself out of Cleveland if things don't turn around. Uh, he could pull Antonio Brown at some point. Start smashing things and complaining, throwing Baker under the bus on social media. Who knows? Oh, that would be so awesome. Guy. It would be so awesome for me, you know, especially just watching the last two seasons, guys like consensus betting that was coming through. I have the guys from Bet Online um, come on all the time and talk about you know where the money goes and stuff. And, and for two seasons in a row, the 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 anomaly has been the Cleveland Browns, where they just you know after Mayfield took over, they won a couple games. They were a bit of a scrappy team, you know. They were like this fun story. Uh, everybody went like all in on them. And then this year as well, they got bought up to like, I mean, 25 to 1 or something to win the Super Bowl. It's absolutely insanity. Um, and they were division favorites at some point to win the division. I think it might actually still be pretty high up on that list. But the fact of the matter is, um, this is not uh, what I would consider a good football team. Um, I no. don't, this is not a playoff team. This is not a good football team. This is, yeah, you, you say bust, it's too early for that. But um, the team in itself for hype, is is a bust so far, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think so. I mean, just so much hype coming into this season too for the for this so Browns team, much. right? And they just have not lived up to the hype. But I don't know. Call me crazy. I still think the offensive line has a lot to do with this. And maybe that's just because I have a little bit of PTSD from the David Cardays in Houston and just seeing him absolutely get treated like a punching bag week in and week out, knowing that the guy was talented and just never could blossom. So maybe I feel a little bit more empathy towards quarterbacks without an offensive line that's protecting them. But I don't know. I do think that this team... Uh, I hate to use the word, but I do think that they still have a lot of potential. You you really do, hey? And I mean, here's, here's how what they were supposed to do. They were supposed to just be really, really good at scoring. You know what I mean? They were supposed to yeah. just be fantastic at scoring, that it didn't really, really, really matter um, about their their defense, their offensive line, or anything. And and that's the one thing that you get a ton of points. That would be a different conversation, would it not? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it definitely yeah. would, definitely would. But they're not, and that's the that's the thing. The one thing they were supposed to have, they don't they don't have, and it's sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, and not to park you know the car too long on this and pump the brakes too long on it, but I think that looking at their schedule and looking at who they played in the last few weeks also gives us a better idea of why they might have struggled. Baltimore, elite defense. San Francisco, elite defense. Both games were in their home, right? Both games were away for Cleveland. I'm not ready to give up on this team yet. I'm not, but we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. Uh, Rosenthal, are you ready to give up on this team? Here's the Browns um, schedule after their next two games of Seattle, New England. Denver, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Miami, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Arizona, Baltimore, Cincinnati. Total joke schedule. Yeah, they legitimately could win eight. Out of the last nine games, yeah, you're okay. facing a Bengals team that's a joke. You're facing a Pittsburgh team that's down to maybe their third string quarterback, at least second string quarterback with no Roethlisberger, and has probably given up on the season. But at that point, Miami Dolphins team, we know they should stomp over 
Um, an Arizona Cardinals team that will be out of it by the time they play. Uh, I, re- I really think it's it, it can get turned around. Even if they're not actually that good, they just get to play bad teams, and uh, anybody can beat bad teams. All right, we have to move on to Cleveland Browns. We've talked about them. For they are now... Um, we're going to bench them for the next four episodes. We just don't talk mm. about them. We'll come back in four weeks and we'll see where they're at. And then we'll have another moratorium on uh, on how they've been performing. Uh, guys, we got to talk a bit about betonline.ag. Uh, you know, you can refer a friend. You guys got any friends besides me? No, I have few. No, that was a long few. pause there. Well, yeah. I had to think online. about all. Yeah, I had to think about my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a pause. A few of like, them. Oh, crap. Yeah. Um, well, um, at betonline.ag, um, they have a refer a friend program. It's pretty simple. Uh, you just go to the website, you'll see uh, um, tabs for it or under the promotions tab, and uh, you can earn um, 200% of their deposit up to 200 bucks um, for every friend that's referred to. So your friend goes in, deposits some money, um, you can earn up to $200. You, can, you get a 200% bonus in your account added um, for them signing up and depositing, which is pretty awesome. So your friends can come and bet with you and bet against you and do all that betting stuff, and uh, and then you can make money off your friends, which is maybe the only way to make friends better than how friends normally are. Mm. Am I wrong? Mm. You're not wrong. Boys? You'll take, you'll take those friends. You'll give them our cheeseburger picks. They're going to win money on that. You're going to win money on the, the money you get as a bonus from getting, referring them, and everybody freaking wins. Wait, nobody told me that we were supposed to win money off the cheeseburgers <laughs> i wasn't gonna say it you i wasn't going not. to um, I mean, can we get we money can we get into we have t- that offer you have that offer d can we get into People our cheeseburgers guys? can we do that can we get into our cheeseburgers this week yeah let's you do guys it. want to do that eric do you want to start us off what's your cheeseburger buddy yeah i mean i i'm you know undefeated on the season and uh it, it seems like there's there's some different options on the board but I'm going to take the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday Night Football. Oh. And it's the one team I say every single year not to bet on because last week is exactly why. They blow games that they should easily win. Yeah, you they did embarrass say that. themselves. Uh, I was texting many, many people, many friends, even tweeting about it, going off on how it's a classic Philip Rivers game where they just blow, blow it when everyone puts their money on them and they know they should win. But I think – Against the Steelers, they can get away with it. Phillip Rivers will actually get it done on Sunday Night Football against the Steelers. I'm going to take them from however many points do you want me to take. I can go from you know six point six and a half, seven, whatever you need me to. D. Um, We're from seven do, down to one or seven like, down to pick them, whatever you need. This and like, I'm locking in Chargers on Sunday night football. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We're, we're doing. We're taking seven points away from a team. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what you did, Fife, there, but that's what we're doing this this week. We're just going to do the the minus seven. So there you go. <laughs> All right, so there's no, so I can't tease up this week. We're not teasing up this week. You can. Hey, I can. I can or I can't. No, no, we're all just going to take seven from somebody somewhere. That's what we're doing this week. You're pulling seven away. Okay, we're keeping it even, even Stephen across the board. So you're you're charging you're charging the Steelers. You're stealing the Chargers. You're taking seven off and doing a pick 'em, L.A. at home versus Pittsburgh. Not too shabby. Okay. Fife, Five and up. oh, here we come. Fife, you're up. Unless, unless I'm Yeah, it's, no, 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 no. I can, I can jump in. I'm going to change my team since we're teasing down, and I'm going to do this. The 
New England Patriots. Let, let's do it. I mean, I listen. I think that this is one of those spots where you're gonna see them cover for four weeks in a row. I just sixteen and a half. We're gonna tease that down, and and I feel good about it. I don't see how they don't at least win by two scores here. I don't see it. And but I mean, you got the kid. You got the hot shot um, yeah. with the New York Giants, who's just he's slinging. He's just slanging that pigskin like no one's ever seen before. Going up against yeah. the most overrated quarterback in the history of sports related That's a good sports. Good point. Like I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, and and then you've got the history. You've got a history of 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 the Giants just knocking off the juggernaut Patriots just all the time. They've never lost. I don't think they've lost in a hundred years of NFL. I don't think the Giants have ever lost to the Patriots ever. Ever. Never. I think they've never, never lost, happened. and they've yeah. never been less than a 15-point underdog, ever. So how how is that even possible for you to conceive that? It's, does it hurt your brain to think? Like, I don't understand where you got here. <laughs> the same seems inconceivable. I, I mean, listen, I, I must just not be sipping the Kool-Aid that is Jones. I just must not be believing fully in this kid. And, you know, frankly, I think it's less about the Giants. And it's a lot more about the Patriots playing at home on Thursday night in front of all of the mainstream media, Tom Brady, national spotlight. I mean, it's like it's not NBA season. This isn't an NBA show, but there is a ridiculous stat that I'll find for next week's podcast for LeBron James performances in nationally televised games. It's like a Stupid number. I want to say like 92 or 93% win rate. It's like unheard of. Um, Tom Brady, I mean, this is a guy that when the spotlight's on him, usually shines pretty bright. All right. Well, we'll have to see. I mean, I mean, you're asking a lot out of a guy like Tom Brady. <laughs> That's tough on him. I mean, listen, tough, tough sledding here against the Giants. It's gonna well, be it's gonna be a really, really hard game. Just that I'm sure. guy in a pressure situation, though. I don't know if you bet on him. He's <laughs> So he's gonna he's gonna fold like this. Yeah. Like this is okay. All right, on to mine. The Teesburger, ready? Um, a team that has uh, helped me have um, a medium to large amount of success in fantasy football this year. Mm. Um, yeah, it, there's this there's this guy named Lamar that you want to talk about. You know, playing some good football. Uh, good the ball player. Playing playing good some ball. good football. Okay, this yeah. season. And um, him and his Baltimore Ravens team are at home against the Bengals as minus 11 uh, home faves. I'm taking, I'm taking seven away from them and going with the Ravens minus four at home. Would love to pass that three to get it for uh, less than three, but we're not because uh, I'm pretty confident that, um, that the Ravens at home are going to put their shit together and, uh, and just, just do a little dance on the Bengals. Who, uh, have you guys seen the Bengals play this season? At all? Yeah, Bengals, uh, not a, a whole lot of fun to watch without A.J. Green. Not, not a whole lot of fun to watch. No, no, they're not at all. And they are going to be in way over their head. So I think 11 points is probably a fine amount of points. Um, but if we get four, I think I'm pretty confident in that. So let's just do a recap here, guys. This week's Teaseburger, Deluxe, Eric teasing down the charges to a pick em Fife. You're teasing those pats, seven points, beautiful. Pick nine right and a half, yeah. Yeah. On crossing the line. Thursday night football, crossing the line down to nine and a half, and I'm taking the Ravens um, down to minus four. 
Bang, bang, bong. What do you think of that? I love it. Okay. Eric, do you want to weigh in? Is this the week? Is this the week that we do it? Do we, do we just, just bathe in money after this week? I think we do. I think we might have lost Eric, too. I think we might have lost Eric, too. But that's fine. <laughs> he, left the, he left. He can join whenever he wants because we've got lots to do. Um, so we're going we're gonna to talk about this because there's, there's so much other shit we need to talk about here um, um, on NFL futures. We want to get into that because we're talking about some people that, um, you know, we're supposed to be near the top of the list of things. Um, things like Offensive Rookie of the Year or the MVP of the regular season. Um, these are very, these are jumping around like, like mad right now. They're all over the place. Uh, let's talk a bit about the uh, the offensive rookie of the year, where Kyler Murray um, was almost like a predestined, you know, winner of the MVP award. Um, but there's some guys that are sneaking up on him, and not that you can get value out of them, but you might be getting better value out of Kyler Murray because um, because people are sneaking up on him. By the people that vote for all of these awards, any consideration whatsoever in the team's success? I mean, at all. Or is it just 100% predicated around their, their skill set and their stats? I don't, yeah, you know what? And that's, I think, an ongoing debate that has plagued mankind yeah. for hundreds of years. Um, yeah. Because truly, it is a quarterback's award, both of the MVP and the rookie of the year. That's just a quarterback's award yeah. until somebody else proves you wrong or gets it, right? So it's a quarterback, they should just call it the quarterback award. Um, yeah. And then, and then, yeah, I mean, most valuable player i mean is it is it who's it most valuable to right yeah is it most valuable yeah. to himself or themselves or is it most valuable to the team or most valuable to the league like what does that mean i um, mean a crazy thing to even conceptualize right is he even the most valuable player to the cardinals they should I just mean, call the award the best player award who's just the best <laughs> and then that's exactly just, it doesn't matter really like it just goes like no nah, he's the best out there he was the best this year he played the best yeah. football, regardless yeah. of position, regardless of whatever. But that would throw it out out uh, the the freaking window because if you look at the MVP stats, guys like your buddy Christian McCaffrey, is he the best right. football player right now? Probably. I don't think anybody's yeah. going to disagree on that. Of course. Uh, he I, came I, back from supper. Oh wow, dinner's I, over. I did. Get on um, in here. I, I, the way I look at MVP is what player increased his team's chances to win the Super Bowl by the most. He was the most valuable player because that guy increased his team's chances to win either the Super Bowl or NBA Finals, whatever it is, the most in the regular season. That, that's how I Agreed. look at it. Agreed. But does it matter if, if the team doesn't have a hope in hell of ever winning the Super Bowl? I was going to say that this that exact matter? same thing. Because by the way, the exact same thing. by the yeah. way, um, let's look at Kyler Murray, for instance. Um, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to win a Super Bowl. But technically speaking, they have a better chance of doing any of those things with Kyler Murray as being their quarterback, right? Like, even though they're not, and it's an absurd notion, if you just take that verbatim, are, do they have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl than without that person? I guess it rings true, does it not? Is that how you have to look at it? Or do you I just mean, go like, yeah. you're not making the playoffs, you're, you're out of the question, I don't care how good you are. Yeah, I think it's 
yes, they're better with Kyler Murray. But I mean, you could say the same about literally everybody else on this list. And something that I wanted to talk about, too, just in the rookie of the year, then we'll get over to the MVP conversation. If you look back at the historical data on the rookie of the years, you've only seen one wide receiver in the last decade win that award. And that was Odell Beckham in 2014 for the Giants. He had 13 touchdowns that year. And <laughs> Eric, I think, knows where I'm going to go with this. But And this is an extreme stretch, so I'll preface by saying that. But look at what Terry McLaren is doing this year for Washington. A touchdown reception in every single game that he's played this year, except against the New England Patriots, which obviously we knew that they were going to take away their number one weapon, which is Terry. I think that this kid legitimately could wind up with 12 or 13 touchdowns on the season. And if he winds up in that 1,300 receiving yard range with 13 touchdowns, does he? I mean, because Washington's sure as hell not going to be in any sort of playoff consideration. Neither is are the Arizona Cardinals. So if you're just comparing kind of apples to apples here and looking at two players that if you're making the argument who impacts their team more – Maybe I'm just a fan of this kid. Maybe I'm just living kind of in a bubble. But I, I think that this, this rookie might be the most talented rookie in this year's class. Wow. There you go. I uh, I, I, I reserve my uh, – What about Gardner Minshew, uh, man? to comment on this. No, no Minshew? How about Josh Jacobs? All of the touchdowns. Minshew mania. Right, Minshew mania. No. If he completed one of those Hail Mary passes, and he had like 31 attempts because there was like penalties on like every single play in a row. If he completed one of those attempts, it would have been a little Tebow magic for Gardner Minshew. I thought he was going to do it. Yeah. Wild. Okay, yeah. well, let's get down to MVP because we're running out of time here. Guys, Patrick Mahomes is the front runner right now, plus 125 at betonline.ag. Everybody's talking about Russell Wilson flying around. If the, the Carolina Panthers make the playoffs, Christian McCaffrey has to win this MVP award this year. He's my vote. And and in my opinion, we talk about, I understand it. I get it. Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be playing on a gimpy leg and he's going to be playing on a gimpy ankle this week. I think that you legitimately could see Mahomes struggle in the next two, three, four, five weeks. And and if that's the case, what if he gets sidelined for two weeks just to be for precautionary reasons? If that happens now, all of a sudden it's just Russell Wilson Deshaun Watson, who the Homer side of me wants to say that Deshaun Watson is is more in consideration than Christian McCaffrey. But Christian McCaffrey means more to this team than any other player in the NFL, in my opinion. Very true. And uh, injuries aside, like Russell Wilson, um, for whatever, I guess it's nano bubbles or whatever he drinks there, uh, isn't super injury prone. Like he just doesn't get hurt as much as yeah. like he probably should. He should he should have been destroyed a bunch of times, uh, and and I'm it's it's shocking how durable he's been, and we're already seeing um, an ankle go down here for Mahomes. So that I mean it's an interesting one. Uh, Eric, last thoughts MVP currently um, as we head into Week Six. I think it's uh, Christian McCaffrey, and I'm uh, I can't believe awesome. I'm saying it, but it's true. Uh, he's plus seven fifty right now. Put some money on it, y'all. But. At plus 750, you know, he's been the MVP so far. The Panthers would be been. doomed without him. Um, yeah. Maybe other teams would be doomed without their quarterbacks too, but he's been absolutely phenomenal. He's been a game changer um, for the entire offense, passing game, running game. Every single play, they're, they're keying on Christian McCaffrey to do what he does best at the, the defense. It opens up other things as well. Russell Wilson's played great. Mahomes were uh, a little down on him because of a disappointing last game and that loss, but he, he's still up there and uh, 
we got to at least mention Tom Brady because not only has he scored points on offense, he's been the best defensive player in the league because <laughs> uh, he shut down, you know, team after team, shut down Colt McCoy and he shut them Luke all down. Falk and other fake <laughs> names that aren't even real quarterbacks. Leave, it, leave it to Eric Rosen thoughts. Always take a backhanded jab at Tom Brady. But he's, Somewhere in every single podcast. Nobody Somewhere. can score on that guy. You can't. He's, he's amazing. It's incredible, D. It's incredible. Yeah. He, he, hey, D, he, he knows about D even better than you do because he, he's just the best, best in the league at it. This is it. This is where people say he's overrated. I say the depth of his position at quarterback is he's the greatest defensive quarterback I've ever seen play. <laughs> Hands down. Best tackling quarterback. Like, I mean, just the list goes on. The list goes on. Guys, we got to call it. Um, thank you so much for doing it this week uh, again. Uh, the Teasburger. Um, never forget that if you play our Teasburger... If you play it yourself um, at betonline.ag, and this week, if you tease the Chargers down by seven, the Pats down by seven, and the Ravens down by seven, and you wrap that together into a teaseburger, and you don't win, we will pick five lucky random losers, and we will refund you $25 just for your efforts. Five Mm. random people who play the teaseburger. You just have to send uh, your teaseburger screenshot of your uh, betonline.ag account to the Twitter machine that is betonline.ag, and we will sort you out. I am D on behalf of, uh, of the lovely Eric and the, uh, lo- and the lovely Sean. Um, we appreciate you listening in. Go give us a subscribe. Adios, muchachos. 